Hello. Today, I have a very special guest with me, my own personal therapist, the creator of Animus Empire. I have a, you have a course online about therapy, the mental map, your structure, and you also have a YouTube channel with lots of good information on there. Hi, Mark. Yeah, thanks, Lauren. I didn't know if you were going to talk about being my client, but uh, you answered that question. Thank you um, for that introduction. Yeah, I'm very busy and I have a lot of content out there. I love it. And thanks for inviting me to do this. No problem. So, Mark, why be aware of your mental health struggles in the first place? Uh, well, I think the best way to answer that is to just talk about why we have therapy in the first place. And that's to make decisions we want to make and not make decisions that we don't want to make. I <laughs> repeat myself all the time. I just have regular talking points I go through. I'm not even thinking or aware at this point because I, I'm just so used to saying this stuff. But that's why we do it. If you can simply change your behavior, thought, emotion, then you wouldn't need therapy. Therapy wouldn't exist. But we all, I think, if you uh, introspect for a few seconds, we all have those issues, those blind spots in our life where we just feel stuck and seized up and we can't do anything or we can't stop doing, right? Like me in the middle of a sleeve of Oreos, right? I'm, there's no way I'm going to stop eating. The, I'm going to finish the entire sleeve, right? There's no way. And, you know, sometimes it's funny and it, and it makes our quirks. It makes us who we are. But other times it can be addiction and, uh, you know, the sleeve of Oreos. You can't do that too often without getting unhealthy. Um, or you keep ruining relationships and you just you, you just get to the point where you realize, hmm, maybe there's something else going on here to correct my behavior, these patterns that I see in my life. Maybe the problems in my life are me. Maybe I'm the problem, yeah. Perhaps. Perhaps it may all be you. Um, Could you and, explain your method yeah. of therapy? Sorry, you can continue. No, yeah, you have to interrupt me. I'll, I'll just ramble forever. <laughs> well, this is fun, Lauren. Now I'm, I'm finally talking to you, and I get to do all the talking as opposed yeah. to you doing the talking. <laughs> now you feel what I go through. <laughs> um. Yeah, so my method of therapy, uh, so in college, in graduate school, uh, which I was kicked out of, by the way, I wrote Why a dissertation, philosophical disagreements, we'll just leave it there, that's a whole Fair other enough. issue, but I was kicked out of graduate school, not because of bad grades, I think I, I forget that people, when I, when I say I was kicked out, people, oh, he flunked out. No, this is not difficult, you know, a, a trained chimp could pass these courses. But there is there are philosophical disagreements, and I um I dropped yeah I was kicked out, dropped out of another graduate school. That, that's another story too. Uh, but I did finish my dissertation. It was on uh, emotions, what emotions are, uh, their definitions, how to simplify them, and most importantly, how all emotions they have a certain structure. Uh, and emotions are important because we don't get uh emotions we don't get action right all action is emotion driven it's the, the question is how aware are you of the emotion that's contributing to what you do in your life or detracting from what you do and uh yeah so when you look at emotions and how they work i mean i have a whole book on this you can go online on, on amazon sorry sh shameless self-promotion i can't help myself <laughs> i'm american this is what we do we just yeah. talk about how awesome we are all the time 
uh, but yeah, I have a book online and, uh, so you can go look in more to that. But when you look at the structure of emotions, how you talk through them, uh, you talk through emotions in a certain way to become more aware of them. And then I started to apply that to therapy. And then I realized, oh, wait, we all have the same patterns. I'm like, yeah, you just talk through your emotions until you realize what your patterns are and how they apply in your life. And then I realized, oh, wait, we all have the, the same general pattern that we go through. It's still important to go through the therapy and talk through this stuff so you understand what your specific iteration is. But, you know, Why do you think I, I can tell you exactly what's wrong with you right now, but you're not going to believe me. So that's why you got to go to therapy. Uh, yeah, very quick therapy session. If you're just telling people what's wrong with them the whole time. Oh, uh, if that worked, that would be great. But that doesn't work yeah. on me. I know what's wrong with me, and I tell myself what's wrong with me, and I still don't change because I don't believe myself. Right? There's layers to it. So that's uh. Why do you yeah. think this structure is so important compared to other therapy structures? Because you do have a quite unique method. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so my structure in particular, or just structure and in, in, in therapy in general, or you mean both? your structure in particular, why your structure is so important because not all therapies like go through the same yeah. thing. I, I don't think, okay, well, I guess the first part of that is I don't think uh, other therapies are a structure. And people who found other therapies, they would say it's not a structure, like like cognitive behavioral therapy and all those offshoots, like ACT, DBT, uh, short-term solucus focus therapy or something, solution-focused therapy, um, you know, all that stuff. It's not a structure. It's like a set of principles. But the idea that I think therapy would have a, spe a specific structure and, and be applied to everybody is somewhat... So what a lot of those therapies, therapists and therapies do is they make uh, therapy very concrete, right? So like you, you'll look at one specific problem, like, oh, I'm afraid of flying, right? And I want to go to my uh, nephew's uh, birthday party across the country, and I want to be able to step on a plane to do that. So that would be more about a structure and there is a structure to exposure therapy that you go to where you consistently, you know, confront that fear of flying more and more. Um, I would argue that's not technically therapy. I, I would say that's, that's like treating an allergy really. Um, but if you really want to look at, you know, fear of flying and emotions behind it. And whenever I see people, for example, overcome their fear of flying, it's never because they did some progressive desensitization to getting on an airplane and going through all these simulations. I mean, that can help. But ultimately, it's it's something that just kind of clears up. Um, sorry, what was your question? I feel like I got off track. <laughs> I was asking <laughs> about why your structure of oh, therapy right, yeah. is so important. Right. Um, because, uh, you know, I, I think in order for, you, there's lots of things I could say here, so it's kind of difficult, but, but I think in order for uh, therapy to really have a future, first of all, we, we need principles on which therapy is based. And this is how every science is, uh, you know, like physics has uh, F equals MA. I always talk about the chemistry as the periodic table. 
And psychology, like it's a soft science, but it's still a science. And we need principles. Otherwise, it's just not going to be a field in 100 years. It'll go the way of, um, what was that uh, debunk science where they try to determine, I forget the name of it. They try to determine your personality by measuring your, your brain capacity oh, and your, your skull shape. I've never heard of that before. I, I'm totally blanking on the name. It, it'll just go the way of a pseudoscience. And that's what's already happening. Uh, so we we need. I'm gonna I'm gonna be bothered by that. I'll probably think of it in about seven minutes and kill me, but um, right. So we we need principles. Uh, otherwise, when you go into the, your therapist, it's just gonna be guess and check until you maybe get something right, and that's the best kind of therapy you'll get now. So, I, so we need everybody to go through the same. Yeah. I personally think your structure of therapy is so important because you actually want to get to the root of the issue and how these things affect us in our life now. And I feel like the therapy now, they just want to mask the action of like that behavior you're doing. They don't want to dive actually into the problem. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. And look, I mean, a lot of therapists, thank you for that. And a lot of par- therapists will say that they'll say, oh, you know, we, we want to get to the root of the problem. But if you don't know what emotions are and how they work specifically, first of all, if you can't define anxiety for me, which I, I think most therapists can't really do, uh, then how are you going to uh, get to the root of my issue? You can't even get to the root of psychology, right? Like, what are you even trying to study? Like, like, why are we even here in the clinic in the first place? You got to get really clear about those uh, issues. And, uh, you know, that's a philosophical question, not a scientific question. And I don't think a lot of therapists are born philosophers. You know, it's fine. It doesn't make them wrong or anything. Um, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, like, I want to get to the root of your issue and just focus on that. And that's all we're going to focus on. And nothing else really matters, you know. Yeah. What would you have to say to people who are hesitant about therapy or maybe don't even believe of it? I've seen numerous cases where I'm talking to friends and I'm like, yeah, you seem like you would really like benefit from therapy. And I'm like, and they were like, if I even said that to my mom, she just hit me. Like <laughs> a lot of cultures, it's not even a thing that you would even consider. Yeah. Right. I mean, so people who just don't believe in therapy, yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't try to convince them at all. I would say eventually you may get to a place in your life where you're so desperate that you're going to try something as weird and as fruity as going to therapy. That's, or maybe you'll never get to that point and that's okay too. Like, I don't think everybody needs therapy. Um, I think there's, you know, some alternatives. Um, Which alternatives do you think are... Well, 12 step is an alternative therapy that I think can be very helpful. There are issues with it, and you know, but it's so vague and open-ended that it really depends on the 12 step group that you go to and, you know, whatever city or culture you're in, um, you know, like a 12 step group in, uh, Oakland, California is going to look a lot different than a 12 step group in, uh, Allentown, Pennsylvania. You don't know any of these places. <laughs> <laughs> Right, right. Just, just something like, like yeah, America is a big country with a lot of different cultures. That's true, right? And it's just culturally. So, uh, I know you're a, a big fan of the group therapy and talking to people in group settings and hearing other 
people's stories? What what do you think is the benefit from that? Well, in order, right? I mean, I just want to start in five different places here because, uh, I mean, you have to ask, why are we even humans in the first place? And it's because we have these huge, complex brains that you really can't explain like it's not evolutionary advantageous. It is to a certain extent to be smart, but not totally. And you really can't explain their size unless you bring it back to, to some degree. I think lots of reasons turn or lots of processes turned up us from, you know, ape a long time ago, 8 billion years ago into man. And one of those I think is just developing complex social relationships. And that all that indicates is you're really not going to become aware of your emotions until you can share them openly with other people and hear other people go through the same thing as you go through and be able to relate with them. I mean, that's the ultimate joke of the universe, right? Is we can just go through the same thing. We think we're different, but uh, you know, it, it presents differently in different people, but everybody has the same, same patterns. And you hear somebody else talk about a situation, especially when the situation is like completely different than your own, at least on the surface, but you still resonate and you still go, Oh, whoa, that, that's what I do. And now the next time you're in that pattern, you're going to be that much more likely to be aware of it and that much more likely to change. And then you and then you come back to the next group session with that newfound awareness and it just becomes this feedback mechanism that I don't know how fast you're going to change or what your ultimate, you know, endpoint of your change is going to be. You know, a lot of factors go into that like temperament uh or whatever different interests that that may be outside what you may be able to control, but uh, environment, of course. But um, you know, all you have to do is just submit to that process where you're becoming more aware, and you know, whatever your problem is, not not going to say it's not going to be painful, but it's just going to disappear eventually. And um, groups a great way to become aware of that stuff. One of the biggest things that I got from your therapy sessions is that awareness is the most important thing. I think you could quickly explain why you say that, why it's so important to be aware of our struggles or just aware in general, aware of the things we do. Well, fundamentally, I mean, that must be the first point in any change is you have to see what it is that you're having a difficulty with and you have to name it. And it really helps, you know, to go back to your previous question, to name it well, first to somebody else, which is why one-on-one therapy is still important, but then to to a group, just name what you're going through. Um, I mean, without that, you just can't know what to change. I mean, it's like, yeah. it's just, just like as important as vision. I mean, that's like an insight. It, it's everything. And I'm not just talking about being able to recognize it intellectually, although that is important. But what's even more important is uh, just gradually realizing the truth of it over and over again and that's like the emotional change and that's really what you get from group that you 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 can't really i mean you can get from individual therapy but it just it just doesn't work the same um what do you yeah. think is the biggest thing today that we aren't really talking about in regarding mental health what we're not right okay so i I looked at the uh the website four voices and it seems like you do a lot of like help in the community like helping homeless people getting back on their feet things like that i'm sorry if i'm getting that wrong i 
I don't even know. <laughs> I just thought I could. Like, yeah, I know that I should know. <laughs> well, that's okay. We're 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 just getting the word out about. Um... Well, well, there are some case examples there of you taking these women on the street, women affected, I think, by maybe domestic violence, I don't know, and bringing them back. Well, and I, I think that's the, the biggest issue is, you know, especially uh, with homeless people. But but homeless people is just an exaggeration of this because we all do it to varying degrees as we see somebody else in their problem and go, oh, I'm not that. And uh, you are that, maybe not to the same degree. I'm not saying, and I'm not you know, equivalating you morally with a murderer or somebody, right? That this we're talking about psychology, not philosophy. But if you can't relate to a murderer, <laughs> like why anybody would get their urge to kill somebody if you can't relate with that and you you pretend like it's somebody else who has that issue. Yes, they have an egregious version of it, just like if if you're homeless. I mean it's a it's a egregious version of the isolation that we all go through. Um so I think that's the biggest thing, just realizing that that we, we are all going through the same thing. But I think uh, so much of therapy now, like w- one of these um, premises that's, it's spoken. I mean, it's not so implicit, but everybody is different. And of course, there's a sense in which we're all different. Like we all have different experiences and I don't have your parents, you don't have my parents, but that's not the challenge. That the challenge is to see how we're all the same and not just say that in like a kumbaya because you know you're supposed to say, but when you really see it, yeah, yeah, you just do like a, a two hour, you know, sway with your friends. And I get that that can be helpful, but you got to really see it and say it because that's that's what you really see. I think that's what we're missing. And um, yeah, but we got to, you know, see how we all have the same emotions and and whatnot. Other than we all have the same, like, fundamental issues, and we're all pretty much the same, what's the one lesson you've learned from all your years of therapy? Uh, me being in therapy? All therapy, all, <laughs> any, anything, all um, of us. I don't know, just... um. There's always work for me to do on myself, I guess. There, there's no end point to this. There's all, you know, there's just perpetual growth. It, but uh, I guess that's part of the fun. I mean, and, and that's why we do it is to uh, enjoy the process and not so much the end point. It's a pretty lame lesson. <laughs> I don't know. And then uh, I don't know. My lesson from being a therapist is. Um, I don't think it's a pretty lame lesson. I mean, yeah, we're all the same. I, I mean, like I, I keep. We can get to a place, and it'll all be good if we work out and get our abs. Then we can just stop eating and stop taking care of ourselves. But there's always more work to do. Yeah. No matter how perfect we may seem on the outside. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think you said it in a better way. Like, we're not going to get rid of our problems. They're always going to be there. Like, your insecurity is not the issue, right? It's your relationship with your insecurity. It's how aware of it you are. It's how you can talk about it. It's how you can use that insecurity to connect with other people. Right? That's the challenge. The insecurity is always going to be there. Good, right? You need that. Like we we need that to cultivate this, you know, ever growing engagement with reality. If we didn't have that. We wouldn't have connections. We wouldn't have, uh, you know, these kinds of experiences. So, 
there. That's a better lesson, I think. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds better. <laughs> I agree. I mean, I am writing a mental health news or podcast newsletter now, even though I still have more work to do, but I've learned so many things and I don't know, I feel like I'm able to use my stories now into this way. So yeah. We can yeah, well, use it. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, just, just working with you, Lauren, I hope I don't say too much, but you've, uh, yeah, you've come a long way. I think you know that. And more importantly than that, I know that you, that you know how to do the work. And that's, it's just really great to see. It's an honor, really. It's an honor that I exactly. work with you. It's okay to, uh, you don't have to worry about not sharing too much about me. I did uh, stand up on a stage and tell them how I tried to kill myself. So <laughs> it's okay. I feel like at this point, everything's on the table. Yeah. No, but that's good. I mean, that's that's what I was saying, right? Like you embarrass yourself before you get embarrassed. It's not really embarrassing yourself. And that's that's connection, right? So, yeah, I mean, that's difficult thing you did. That's cool. You help with that. You definitely help with that. You got a you got a massive shout out at the end. I, I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Very much deserved. Thank you so much for your time today, Mark. Your answers to your questions were very insightful, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. All right. Thanks again, Lauren. Appreciate it.